Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to the KSL Real Estate Show. Hear updates on the national and local Utah real estate markets. We cover residential and commercial properties. Plus, get inspiring ideas to make your house a home. From our sponsor, Osmond Designs. Here's Heather Osmond and Lindsay Ayers on KSL News Radio. Good morning, KSL friends. This is Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. We have locations in Lehigh and in Orem, and we just love doing this show. So thank you so much for joining us today. We have to say, you know, Lindsay gets an excuse today. She's usually my co-host, but she's doing some political reporting. So shout out to Lindsay. Sorry she missed all the fun about Utah and real estate and the market here today, but... We have one of my favorite guests, Jamie Walker with Walker Home Design, back on the show. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me again. Jamie's an all-star, so it's going to be a great show today. And not only does Jamie design homes, you you do these incredible rooms, themed rooms is what I like to call them. themed rooms. Fun spaces. Fun fun spaces. Only fun spaces. And these are not just typical spaces. Like You are over-the-top, overachiever in every aspect of your life, including these themed rooms. Yeah. And I think the Wall Street Journal actually reached out to you this past week. Yeah, we got a call uh, a little bit ago from the Wall Street Journal wanting to write an article about themed rooms. So they went on the internet and started searching and came across our website and some of our rooms. And uh, we've had a couple of calls with them. They've started interviewing some of our clients with those rooms and uh, hoping to see some cool things from that. What are your favorite rooms that you've done so far? Ooh, uh, each one's kind of unique. So I, I think some of the ones that uh, jump out at me, we did a really cool Alice in Wonderland room a few years ago in the Parade of Homes. And the interesting thing about that was it was not one of our houses. Hmm. A builder used a different architect and put a home in the parade. And it turned out to be the wrong house for the lot that it was built on. It was designed to go on a flat lot, but he was building on the side of a hill. And so because of that, some of the walls were extra tall and the roof truss systems were really wonky. And he potentially had a, an 18 foot ceiling in a garage. Oh, wow. And so when he showed me the plans before he started digging, he said, I've already got the permit. I don't have enough time. This is going to be in the parade. We need to hurry and get this going. I said, well, can you let me redesign the roof? And he said, well, sure. I don't, I haven't ordered trusses yet. And so I went in and redesigned the truss package and we designed a secret room in uh, above that garage. So the garage ceiling dropped down to 10 feet and we used that six to eight feet of extra volume inside the roof as a play area. And it didn't connect with the floor of the upstairs to the floor of the garage. It was about four feet lower. And so I said, this would be really cool to decorate the kid's room 
as the English uh, park in Alice in Wonderland. And I built, I actually built a 3D concrete tree in the corner with a little rabbit hole. So you go in that rabbit hole and then down a slide into that bonus room. And then that becomes when you're in there. Uh, the Wonderland. That, that is one was in, pretty fun. That's incredible. If you want to see more of Jamie Walker's and Walker Home Designs themed rooms, fun rooms, definitely check out their website. Check out their Instagram. You will not be disappointed. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about remodels. Yeah, that's always a, a buzz for uh, Utah. We love our homes, and we need to make our home somewhere that we want to be. But our but our lives change over time. When we had small kids, we had very different needs than empty nesters. And with COVID, there were definitely some trends and different things that have changed. Yeah. Let's talk about remodeling, Jamie. How, do, how so does this work with you? One of the first things I ask people is, what is your pain when you do a project, whether it's a remodel or new construction? Usually humans don't make a change in their life unless there's some kind of pain they're going through. Um, so if you go on our website, walkerhomedesign.com, uh, you click on the little, my wife calls it the hamburger, the little three lines there, <laughs> it sends you to a whole menu and you go there and, and go to information and then questions to ask. And what I've done is I've, I've created free downloads on questions to ask your architect, questions to ask your builder, questions to ask before you remodel, questions to ask before you landscape, before you buy land. And I add to it all the time when I'm in the shower thinking of new things that people should be educated on. And uh, when you're doing a remodel, one of those questions is to ask, you know, why am I doing this? What's my pain? Um, You could be upsizing. You could be downsizing. uh, Maybe the house is old and you need to just gut it and refinish with cabinets. But ask yourself why. Why are you doing this? And once you know your why, then you can start to address what the the solutions are uh, for that. Um, some people, a lot, a lot of times they're bumping out walls or just, they need more space, even empty nesters these days. uh, A lot of our empty nester clients are not downsizing and shrinking. They're actually upsizing. And when I ask them about that, they say, you know, we've realized that the kids now have their families and they're always at our house on Sundays for dinner, or they come in from out of town for a couple weeks and we love them, but we want them to have their own space yeah. in the house. So they'll do a, a little guest suite or, or bedrooms with their own bathrooms so that they're close but not in your face. Or when they're at, at Christmas dinner, they're not having to sit on creepy Uncle Eddie's lap to have <laughs> oh their turkey. Gosh. right? Or folding chairs that are dirty and dusty from the garage. That go down the hallway or out yes. to the, the front uh, foyer or things like that. For so, sure. That's yeah. one thing I love about Utah is we really are family focused and we actually have the youngest population per capita than any other state in the wow. country, which is incredible, which of course helps the real estate industry and the market. We have a lot of people that will be entering the market um, here shortly if we can get interest rates and solve that housing affordability issue that we're all dealing with. Yeah. So remodeling is huge. It's always budget. Yeah. You know, we all have these great hopes, dreams, and wishes, but then you actually have to put the pencil to the paper and pay for it. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to see that sometimes remodeling can actually be more expensive than building a new home. So when I go meet with a client on a job site and we talk about their project, I ask them, you know, have you thought about every single option? Have you considered on some of these older homes just tearing it down and rebuilding? Um, And in some cases, those homes are already paid for or they owe very little. So it's almost like they have a free piece of land. What could they do on it 
if they had, you know, every wish come true on what they want to do. So don't, don't uh, underestimate the cost of tearing down and rebuilding. And if you don't own that, that property, or maybe you're looking to be in an area like Cottonwood Heights or Sugar House or Mill Creek or Holiday, a lot of those places have amazing trees that have been there for a hundred years. And to build a house in that neighborhood, it's going to feel like it's always been there versus moving clear out to Eagle Mountain or Saratoga Springs or Harriman, where it's still desert and there's still growing trees that are only 10, 15 years old. Uh, so think about all those different options. Find an old house in a nice neighborhood. And uh, that's one of my little real estate tips to my clients. I love that. So I think location, location, location. You've heard that so many times in real estate. And once you get settled, you love your neighbors, you love your landscaping like you're yeah. talking, it, some things are just not replaceable. Yeah. And a home is just stuff. Yeah, so. there's some homes, they can be so old yeah. that it's hard to to work with. Yeah. Uh, usually when I go into a, a remodel project, I'll ask, you know, how old is the house? And if it's older than 1960, 1950, a lot of time there's there's major engineering issues. Uh, a lot of those homes were still built with unreinforced masonry or cinder blocks without the rebar in them. Uh, we saw a lot of those homes in the earthquake in 2020. A lot of those homes had uh, major cracks in them, and so they had to go back in and, and reinforce those. We've done some really cool remodels with those up near the zoo where we took and added a second floor on top. But to do that, we had to create steel I-beam framing and uh, build up and around the existing house and then put the new house on top of it. But then we coated it with a skin so it looked like an old pioneer house because some people will want the nostalgia of the older home, but with the safety and and uh, insurance of something new that's engineered that can handle a, a seven or an eight point earthquake. For sure. And I think sometimes along with that are electrical problems, plumbing issues, oh, yeah. roof, you know, like you're saying, foundation issues. So you really have to weigh that out and have an yeah. expert that can help you make really great yeah. decisions. Looking at all those pl HVAC, MEP, mm -hmm. mechanical, plumbing, and electrical, yeah. as long as the structural and, and all of that, uh, again, find out how much pain you're in and what you want to fix on those things. And uh, that could affect your budget quite a bit. Absolutely. Jamie Walker, how do people find you? So again, uh, always check out our website. We have a, a good uh, a good contact there at walkerhomedesign.com. Uh, you can download those questions to ask off there. You can always call our office. We have really, I think people like our, our front desk people probably more than me. I mean, they, <laughs> they always comment on our front desk people and they're like, oh, they're so friendly. So they're so nice. helpful. So give us a call. 801-930-9499. It's and, Walker uh, Home Design. Yeah. Jamie Walker, you are the founder, CEO, and you're just incredible. Your talent is unbelievable. How many years Thanks. have you been in business? So my company just celebrated the 23 year anniversary and uh, it's funny, I have 30 years experience doing this now, which makes me tired thinking about that. <laughs> We're super old. Designed I over 4,000 new homes and remodels. 4, wow. Frank Lloyd Wright did a thousand. Wow. So you're incredible. Frank. Good job. Jamie Walker's on the show with us today. I'm Heather Osmond, owner of Osmond Designs, furniture and interior design stores. You're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
We're back with the KSL Real Estate Show, sponsored by Osmond Designs on KSL News Radio. Good morning. This is Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. You're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. We love talking about anything and everything real estate related. It's a great show because it's always good news. Here in Utah, not only is the residential, but also the commercial real estate in this area is just continues to be on fire, which is so much fun. Maybe with the exception of office. That's maybe <laughs> the only thing. Today we have uh, Jamie Walker with Walker Home Design back on the show. Hello. Hey, Jamie. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for keeping me uh, in the loop on these shows. This is fun to do. It's really, really fun. Okay, in the previous segment, we talked a little bit about remodeling, the do's and don'ts, budget, style, design, upsizing, downsizing, right-sizing. So if you did not hear that, you can definitely go back and listen to this podcast on the KSL website. So check that out. Jamie Walker always has good info and great stories, and it's always a lot of fun. For this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about home design and architects and what the difference is. Yeah. A lot of people use the term architect as a generic term, but architects have have gotten upset about that. So they legally have made it impossible for anybody, unless you've gone to school for nine years and have that degree, you can't call yourself an architect. Most people in the world don't understand that. So Uh, You might hear me use the term architect or home designer. That's because I'm trying to follow those legalities behind that. Uh, A draftsman is also similar to a a home designer in a lot of cases, although we can go off different tangents of people that do drafting. Uh, And so people say, well, what's what's really the difference? And uh, from my my experience, the difference has been architects go to school. There's a lot of school. I researched this. I actually moved to Utah to become an architect. Uh, But after I found out what they were really doing, it wasn't what I wanted. So I tell people I kind of cheated to become (laughs) a home designer. Uh, But what it really was is I'm I'm not a big fan of going to school. Uh, People learn in different ways, right? I'm more of a hands-on type person. I love to go build something and learn, you know, the right ways to do it and the better ways to do it. And I love to interview subcontractors. Uh, Part of the reason why builders tell us our plans are are so efficient, so easy to build and end up saving our clients thousands of dollars when they build is I go out to see jobs once a month with my whole team in my office. We interview plumbers, electricians, framers, uh, foundation companies, finished carpenters, um, and we ask them, hey, you've seen our plan. What can we do to fix it for the next person and make our plans a little bit better and easier for you to build? And they love to give us feedback. Hey, you screwed this up. Or, hey, this is this would be so much easier if you did this and this. And so we pump that information into our plans. It's ever evolving and always becoming easier and better to build. In fact, uh, a client just texted me over the weekend. He said he went through the Utah Valley Parade of Homes last month and started interviewing builders to build his custom. Uh, it's about 13,000 square foot home that we designed for him. And I had told him all these things that we do different. And he started interviewing some of those builders, and they were giving him pricing like, hey, this parade home was $400 a foot. This parade home was $350 a foot. This parade home was $500 a foot. And he went back and put those details of the finishes that he wanted on his house into our plan and started having bids come in for his house that we did. Price per foot, $250 a foot. Wow. Same finishes, but incorporated into our design. 
he's he's gonna he's he's way excited. Like I said, he texted me on a Saturday night, and he's also uh, looking at creating a green type build for his house, which could be the largest uh, green home in the country. Wow. Uh, in the parade homes in Salt Lake next next year. So that's incredible. I think there's one thing to be book smart. There's another thing to be street smart. Yeah. And if you can be both, that's amazing. It, it does help definitely. But, but Jamie, you are the epitome of being street smart. You you are in the trenches. You are talking to builders. You're talking to the subcontractors, and your plans show it. Well, it's a it's an ongoing process. It's one of those things where the more I learn, the more I realize, gosh, I didn't know about this and this mm-hmm. and this. So the more you know, the more you realize you didn't know. Yeah. And so I, I, I think with designing homes especially, it's, it's going to be ongoing. So to talk more about the differences between architects and home designers, architects typically go to school for nine years. And then they do a, an internship and then they take a test. And, and what I found out from a lot of the colleges I investigated about architecture was – most of those schools only teach – their focus is commercial. And when I asked them, well, why don't you teach residential? They said, well, uh, there's not enough money in it. And so most architects go to school because they're creative and they're they're really brilliant with designs, but they also want to make money. And so they can only make a few thousand dollars on a house, but they can make millions on a church, a school, a hospital, a casino, you know, those kind of things. And that's where most architects tend to go to. Uh, so that's a big difference. Draftsmen, on the other hand, home designers, sometimes they can get a drafting degree uh, from a community college in a, a couple of years. Um, but still, that experience is missing from both sides of that. I've met many architects that still haven't been out to build something. Yeah. And so that's where the disconnect happens a lot of times. It's really interesting because back in the day, I went to Brigham Young University in, and took their interior design program. And a lot of it was memorizing dates and styles, and I've never used any of yeah. that. I mean, it's great to know, but being in the business and and getting your hands dirty has made all the difference yeah. in my in my business as a, a furniture and interior design owner. We're always looking for internships. We had a couple uh, people come. Uh, actually, my daughter, she's going to be a senior at Olympus this year, did a summer internship with us, learned how to draw plans. Uh, we also had a graduate from the bachelor's uh, program up at the U, their architecture program, and uh, he came in and worked with us this summer. Uh, I've taught classes at some of the, the local high schools, like just career day type stuff and talk about uh, that kind of stuff. So if anybody listening has kids or if you are interested in learning more about this, uh, we've got a lot of programs set up to train on how to do drafting or how to design homes or how to do framing or any of that kind of trade type stuff. So reach out to us. I just love how creative you are in your plans. It's one thing to just build a square box, but you have all the bells and whistles and you can take a floor plan and do multiple different elevations, exterior elevations on the oh, home. Yeah. And it would never look the same. You would have no clue. It's uh, that I, you know, I would, I think that comes from above. I, I can't take credit <laughs> for that because I mean, I learned how to do this from great people, but to take one house that's French country and make it look modern or take a modern house and have it look prairie blown away. It's, it's a, a higher power that's given me the ability to do that kind of stuff. Cause I don't think I'm smart enough. Like I said, I don't like school and <laughs> it's a gift. Jamie. It's, 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 talent. it's definitely amazing. I love to see the look on people's faces when they, I tell them that's the same house and there's eight different styles on the outside. You're it's incredible. Awesome. We have Jamie Walker with Walker home design on the show. I'm Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond designs, furniture and interior design stores. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to the KSL Real Estate Show. Hear updates on the national and local Utah real estate markets. We cover residential and commercial properties. Plus, get inspiring ideas to make your house a home from our sponsor, Osmond Designs. Here's Heather Osmond and Lindsay Ayers on KSL News Radio. Good morning, KSL friends. This is Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. You're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. We're so glad you're joining us. If you are just barely tuning in we've been talking about remodeling we have jamie walker with walker home design Hello. who is the remodel expert jamie i'm just saying well it's a lot of work it is a lot of work <laughs> remodeling a is, lot of uh, people won't tackle it that's why i teach a class called build a house keep your spouse because <laughs> remodeling with a partner can be difficult how does how's that working for your clients uh, well so far we've only had a couple that break up after <laughs> Good. Statistically speaking, we're in the high 90s you of a, success. So. You have a counselor that's involved once you hire your design team Marriage to do counseling that. Marriage counseling is part counseling. of the program, for You sure. also do new construction, Jamie. I'm just saying. Yeah. Pretty amazing plans. It's nice to have something shiny and new. Absolutely. Sure. And then do you have a marriage counselor for that one too? Because that's... We need that one too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's difficult. That's difficult sure. as well. We're also talking about how to find an architect versus a home designer, a draftsman. Yeah. yeah there's uh We'll come back and touch on some of that. Prices are different. Expectations. How do they run a business? Again, you can go back on the website and go to questions to ask my architect. Uh, one of the things I... I uh, don't push as much, but builders come back and tell me, Hey, you need to talk about this is the process. Um, you know, when you drive through uh, a Chick-fil-A, you know, in a minute or two, you're going to have chicken, right? And my pleasure. And I it's, love that. it's always a good experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I've rarely, if ever had issues, I agree, but you go to some other restaurants or you go to some other, uh, shopping location or something. And, you think, gosh, this isn't quite the same magic. People say, Jamie, who's your competitor? And you know what I tell them? No one. Oh, no, there's <laughs> tons out there. It's it's Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. it's Disney, and it's Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because we're programmed as a society to have instant gratification. I tell my clients, I'm like, I, I when I talk about our process, I have to set the expectation. Because if if they want cookies in 10 minutes... They can go on DoorDash mm -hmm. and have them at their front door. Yeah. Uh, if they want something from Amazon, if they've talked about it enough, their phone's probably already ordered it and it's sitting on their front porch. And if you watch HGTV, you might be under the impression that you could remodel your bathroom on a commercial break. So those are my competitors. And I have to tell people, okay, hold on. We're not going to be quite that fast. 
here's the process that you go through. And it's it's a breath of fresh air when builders that I've never met before tell me after I give our presentation and our process, they're like, I want you to do my house because I've never met an architect or a home designer that's as organized and has systems in place so that there's no uh, hiccups. There's no uh, missteps. There's no mystery. There's nobody calling our office saying, where's my plans? I haven't seen them. I haven't seen or heard from you guys in weeks. It's just not part of our, our system. Um, so I want to give that whole thing a, a big plug because people, I think, appreciate uh, understanding the expectation. I think so, too. And I think experience goes a long way, especially when you're doing a remodel or you're building a new home. You don't really want to look like seven of your other neighbors. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that you really focus on and that you really excel at is just making unique homes that are just, you know, a little more personalized. Personal, yeah. Yeah. Personal and timeless is a, a good thing to have with a house for sure. I think so too. Okay. So architect versus home designer pricing. Yeah. You can save money. So usually architects are a percentage of your project, anywhere from five to 12%. So if you were to do a million dollar house or a $2 million house, uh, you might spend a hundred to a couple hundred thousand with an architect versus maybe 50 or 40,000 with a draftsman or a home designer and everywhere in between. I mean, these are just generic kind of numbers, but usually architects are doing bigger projects because there's more of an incentive for that money in there. So Jamie, what software do you specifically enjoy using? So it's evolved over the years. When I was in high school starting to do this, pencil and paper was pretty common, but uh, computers were starting to become pretty big in the, the early 90s. And so I learned different software that way. Um, and today, everything's out there. There's still uh, good old boys drawing house plans with pencil and paper. It becomes very difficult when the client changes their mind or wants things moved. That's very, very hard to do. Uh, but today, our software that we use is called Revit. It's a 3D animation software. And we've done – There's the technology is just amazing. Uh, as you know, we, we've been doing this project with a client at Bear Lake. Yeah. And you sat in on the meeting we did where we picked all the colors on the exterior, did the landscaping. And instantly – there's instant gratification there, right? Because you could see that within a few minutes of how those colors changed and how it was going to look. So those are those are the technologies I, I love. One of my dreams is is to create a holodeck like you see from Star Trek where you walk in a room and it's the room you want and you can push a button and change it to a different there there's I've seen a few things out there like it. So the technology is coming coming close to the dream that I've had. So I think so too. And sitting yep. in a conference with, room with you with those clients and having them look and see what their home was going to look like with all of the finishes we were dropping stone in and roof materials and soffit and fascia colors yeah. and windows and all the good stuff and it was beautiful and then we just did some changes yeah. and you know right on the fly and your people are so talented imagine imagine buying a new car yeah and you want to take it on a test drive right but then say that oh i don't want the cloth interior change it to leather right now and you're in the car and it changes or hey this one's red but what's it look like in black or chrome or hey those tires are nice but what if i switched out these wheels and tire i mean that's the kind of coolness that these 3d software has on your multi-million dollar house that you don't want the builder to build and then tear it down and rebuild it and which it. i've seen that before yeah. so this 3d tech 
technology is pretty sweet. And I think especially on exteriors, there's a lot of money that you will be investing in that and you're not going to ever change it. So yeah. you better like it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Speaking of exteriors, we're going to switch over to landscaping, which I personally love. You um, get that curb appeal immediately and there is a difference yeah. in landscape designers. Let's talk a little bit about well, that. Well, you know, it, it is summer, even though our kids are already back in school. I'm like, summer it. isn't over till after Labor Day. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I'm still thinking landscaping. I'm still out in my backyard uh, doing cool stuff. But you got to you got to have a vision for what you want in your yard. You know, start to make a wish list. Uh, this is also on my questions to ask before you landscape. You know, what do you want? Even if you don't have the budget to finish it, it's so much easier to map out where things are going to go. Oh, I want an outdoor kitchen here or a fire pit there or a water feature here and then a pickleball court in this area. If you've already mapped that out, it, you can do things in phases very easily. But if you don't have a game plan and you just start throwing things out there, it's going to turn out pretty wonky. Yeah. Well, so. sprinkler systems and, and all of that hardscape yep. is, yeah. Uh, hardscape, garden, uh, mm -hmm. water lines, which areas get more sun than others. That's a big one. A big lot of times one. people don't think about even tracking the sun. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I designed my house and my backyard is, is north. So in my mind, I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to have excellent shade back here. But what I didn't factor in was the sun in Utah tracks from northeast in the morning all the way to northwest not just east to west, but north mm -hmm. in the summertime. Right. And so as, as as luck would have it, uh, when we're having dinner on my back patio that's covered with a roof at 6 o'clock at night from July to late August, the sun peaks right through a crack and hits us right in the eyes. <laughs> so I've had to go and landscape with a few trees that were fast growing that shade that in and, and stuff like that. So understand the tracking of the sun with – with grass that you're going to water or trees that you're going to grow or your garden or even outdoor entertaining how that sun's going to work. And a lot of that just comes down to experience, right? There's swimming pools, there's fire pits, there's play areas, there's water features. Oh, yeah. You know, the sound of a waterfall is absolutely stunning. Love that. So many good things that you can do in your, your landscaping. And in Utah, we're really focusing on bringing the outside in and the inside out and we're using yeah. our outdoor areas more than ever. Yeah. There's people put a lot of uh, time into their backyards. Uh, some people think, you know, Utah's outside space is a little shorter in time, you know, your livability outside. But I think uh, I don't mind a cool spring or even a cool fall. And so I think you can really stretch that from May to October, early November a lot of times. So you get six months or sometimes a little bit more out of that. Um, one of the other things to think about with landscape is the slope. You know, if you're on a flat lot, you know, sometimes those uh, have their challenges. Slope lots can have retaining wall issues, especially if you're like, oh, I want a flat yard and my lot sloped. Uh, so you need a budget for that kind of stuff. Uh, I had a flat yard, but I wanted some contour in it. So one of the things I did was uh, took the dirt that normally you would pay somebody to haul away out of, out of your basement, and I kept it. And I sculpted my backyard so I have different levels and a sledding hill and a waterfall and uh, secret tunnels that go under and play areas and stuff like that. So it's it's now it's a really cool adventure land for kids back there. And I didn't have to spend the money hauling it all away. Let's talk a little bit about budget. Approximately how expensive is a swimming pool or an outdoor kitchen or a fire pit area? Yeah, so uh, pools have shot up. You know, 15 years ago, you could do a really nice pool for sixty to 80000 And now you're easily double that. 
Uh, there's a lot of different pool companies out there and different techniques and, and types of pools that are out there. Uh, there's, I saw a really cool one in the Utah Valley Parade that actually has a floor that moves up and down. Yes, that so was you so can cool. have a splash pad. If you saw that on my social media, yeah. I did a time lapse of that. Uh, so that's uh, pretty cool to do. Um, but budget about 150 for a pool. Uh, I would say an outdoor kitchen, something simple might be eight to 10,000 with counter space and, and grills and things all the way up to 40,000 or more, depending on yeah. if you have refrigerators and uh, roofs over it and that sort of thing. Fire pits though, you can, you can get simple gas ones or, or do things like that for just a few hundred to a few thousand dollars that are portable too. One thing I'm really noticing in Utah is people are loving those outdoor sheds and garages. Yeah. We just have stuff. You never have enough uh, storage for sure. So, I know. So approximately how much? Yeah. With you can like that? you can you know buy a little closet for a few hundred dollars up to you know tough sheds that are a few thousand, eight to ten thousand on bigger ones. Uh, one of the new companies I'm starting called Walker Walls. We actually do some sheds and things like that that are insulated and efficient. And you put them together like an Ikea dresser. So you'll have to watch for that. All right. All right. Okay. So those outdoor garages, people have the boats, they have the snowmobiles, they have, you know, (laughs) the big trucks and trailers and all of that good stuff. You design those and make them look like the home, which is incredible. We do little accent rooms like that. And they're, uh, those, those are pretty expensive, but you can do cool stuff with a lot of that boats, playrooms, theaters, Rock climbing walls, pickleball courts are big right now. Wow. Um, And then bunk rooms. So a place for the kids to hang out. Amazing. Always fun to have Jamie Walker with Walker Home Design on the KSL Real Estate Show with us today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back with the KSL Real Estate Show, sponsored by Osmond Designs on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the KSL Real Estate Show. I'm Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. We have so much fun doing this show. We've been doing it for over three years. Time flies when you're having fun. Today, we're talking with Jamie Walker, Walker Home Design. Hello. hello. How's it going? I'm good. Good. If you missed our previous segments, you really missed out and you need to go to KSL, their website, and check out the podcast. Jamie Walker always has the best advice and it's all free today. (laughs) Lucky us. So thank you for joining us, Jamie. I do want to give a shout out to Central Bank, who sponsors this KSL Real Estate Show. They are trusted bankers and loyal friends, and they've been serving Utah for over 130 years. And I just love supporting local. I know how hard I work in my business, and I know Central Bank, are they, they really are your neighborhood bank, and they know who you are, and they love investing in the Utah community and there are neighbors and friends and not only does my Osmond Designs bank there but I also bank there personally so I'm, I'm a little biased. Who doesn't love money? Right? Who doesn't love Central Bank? Yeah so not <laughs> only do they do remodels they do HELOCs for your your home they do construction loans savings accounts smart savings accounts for kids you know all the good stuff nice. so thank you Central Bank. Also wanted to mention the Park City Parade of Homes that is going on. It started yesterday. It's going today and it'll go Sunday and then also next weekend. And there are 10 of the most incredible homes you've ever seen. I mean, it's a park city, yeah. so they're pretty cool. We specifically did a home in Tuahe that I believe is just over $7 million. Oh, and it's starter is, home. It's just a starter home. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. It's a spec nice. home. So it is for sale, and I think you would really like it. If you have an extra $7 million, go check that one I'm out. I'm going to go visit that one. Go visit it. 
and we have Jamie Walker on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, your home design and the money that you save with using Walker Home Design in yeah. designing your home. So I back uh, in 2008, the market, uh, I kind of talk about this sometimes, the market kind of took a a pause and builders came to me and said, hey, are you going to stay in business or are you going to start selling energy drinks like some of these other people? I said, well, this is this is my dream. You know, I love designing. I love to be efficient. I grew up learning how to build from my dad and my grandpa. My grandpa, who grew up in the Great Depression, was kind of a penny pincher. I remember him walking around job sites, picking up nails and straightening them out so he could reuse them. And so some of that kind of efficiency and uh, not being wasteful stuck with me. So as a kid playing with Legos and things like that, I designed our plans to be easy to read like Legos are. Then I interviewed subcontractors and I, I did a lot of the trades as a high school kid, laying carpet, putting up drywall, putting in plumbing, stuff like that. And I learned from some of the my superiors on ways to be more efficient when designing and building that. And so in 2008, builders said, you know, your plans are bidding out ten to $30,000 less to build than your competitors. And I thought, well, why is that? Doesn't everybody draw things the same way? They said, no, you've you've done things on your plans that are way different than your competitors. In fact, we did a home in 2012 next to another architect home designer's house. They were both 6,000 square feet, uh, both built by the same builder, using the same subs, using the same finishes, appliances, all of that. And the builder came back and said that our plan made it through the city a month quicker because it was easier to read. The builders and the subcontractors built it two months faster because the plans were easier to follow. That right there saved our client about $10,000 in interest on their construction loan. And then the real kicker was when he added up all the invoices, our home ended up costing 100000 less to build. That's incredible. So. And Jamie, you're doing a radio special right now. Let's so give a shout out to we that. We are. I... Uh, I I would like anybody who has a plan that they're building or designing with somebody else, bring it in free of charge, and we'll analyze that plan and try to point out ways that you could save thousands when you build your house. So give us a call at 930-9499. That's uh, area code 801, uh, 930-9499, or go to com. shoot us an email, and uh, bring us your plan, and we'll we'll analyze it, value engineer it for you. And show you how you can save thousands when you build. Jamie, such great advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always love having you. And you're definitely one of the all-time best in the state of Utah. Thank so you we so really much. appreciate you. I um, admire and respect you and your hard work. So good job. Thanks. You're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. Signing off, Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. If you need some furniture, come check us out. Go to the Park City Parade of Homes. It's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, today and tomorrow, and we'll we'll show you the latest and greatest of what's going on in that area. Thank you. See you next week. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.